0: Today's episode is sponsored by Podcorn. I'm excited to introduce you all to Podcorn. It's a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, ranging from interview segments to topical discussions and more. My absolute favorite feature is that there's no middleman. No matter the size or who the audience of your podcast is, you can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform that best fits you. It's super easy to browse your site and I love how it's a one-stop shop for sponsorship opportunities and it gives me the freedom to set my own rates. I can also collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. Their mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when we monetize. So make sure to click the link in my episode notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities for your podcast or brand. You can also visit their site by typing podcorn.com in your search bar. Thank you so much to Podcorn for sponsoring the podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed this week's
1: episode. We never know when the hardship is going to come and how we're going to react to it. And we're not really in touch with our thresholds until that hardship comes sometimes. In that moment, what I remind myself of is the beginning of Surah Al-Mu'laq where Allah says all the hardship is bringing us to a potential that Allah sees in us that we have yet to tap into. Allah sees my potential, I don't. I just see the drowning, like I just see what I'm feeling. But Allah sees so much beyond that. Like Allah knows our potential more than our own limited selves. So I think at one point we really have to just fall powerless to knowing Him, to knowing who He is and knowing His divine planning and what He's pulling me towards. What would our Creator want to tell us from the fact that He's saying, I know you on the inside, I know you on the outside. What is Allah saying in the middle? He is the one who accepts the repentance of his servant, and he wipes away and washes all sin. Allah is like, I know you so well, and because I know you, I want to bring you closer to me. This is who Allah is.
0: I once heard that if the battle is bigger than you, then it's not only your battle to fight, God is reminding you to seek His help in those moments too. You're listening to Unsweet and Unfilter, the podcast, episode 7 of season 4. I believe that sometimes we tend to focus more so on the state that we're in when entering Ramadan instead of shifting our focus to our potential in this month. We can be discouraged in where our hearts may be when approaching Ramadan, not realizing that the purpose of this month is for us to seek the healing that we desperately need. I truly believe we always leave Ramadan better than we have entered it. When growing up, to no one's fault, I felt like our faith was more about restriction than anything else. But over the years, I set the intention to truly connect to Allah. And the more knowledge I seeked, the more I understood that our faith was about protection. Allah has protected us from harm in more ways than we can ever count, in ways that are not so visible to us, and in moments when we forget to even make dua to receive His protection in the first place. Allah's protection is one of the many ways His mercy is shown to us. My heart erupts with so much love for Allah when I look back on moments where I felt so lost and so alone. And yet, He lovingly nudged me back onto the right path, reminding me that no matter how far I've strayed, He always called me back to Him. In today's episode, I sit down with Samuel Mubarak a student and teacher of the Qur'an and a special needs advocate. This episode brought tears to my eyes and relief to my heart because of the way Samya invokes such love in our hearts for our Creator and in the way she breaks down every verse, showing us that every surah is a love letter written to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, guiding us back to Him. The topics may be heavy within this discussion, but Samya's reminders are filled with pockets of ease that we truly need to hear and for us to allow it to wash over our hearts hearts that may be shattered and in need of mending. Within this conversation, we discuss the purpose of our hardships, how to soften our hardened hearts, and to not be discouraged by our sins and our shortcomings, how to truly bring our imperfections to our Creator who is perfect, how to know the difference between the hardships we can overcome on our own, and what can we leave for Allah to take care of on our behalf, and how to know we have been truly forgiven. I highly recommend that you check out Samia's Instagram account for inspiring content that reminds us of Allah's love and mercy and to sign up for her Qur'anic reflection classes. A great way to truly strengthen the sisterhood and to reap the rewards of doing so is donating a Qur'anic class so that other women can connect to the Qur'an and our faith. All links are provided in the episode show notes. Let's dive in. Thank you so much for joining me today, Samia. Honestly, this is a conversation I've been really truly looking forward to. I feel like when it comes to Ramadan, these are the type of episodes that honestly a lot of people really need. In a moment where, you know, we feel like we're not good enough, where we feel like we can't come to Allah as we are. And this is a conversation where the theme is, and like you've said before, bringing our imperfections to Allah. And how can we do that? Before we begin, I would love for you to, inshallah, introduce yourself and then we can get right into the episode.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Alhamdulillah. I'm so excited to be here and I'm a big fan of your podcast, so Alhamdulillah, it's really nice being here. So my name is Samia Mubarak and I was born and raised in Florida, Alhamdulillah. I currently live in North Carolina with my two girls. I'm a single mom. One of my daughters was born with a rare syndrome, so I try to advocate for people, you know, with you know, born, you know, special or, you know, uh, how Allah created them differently, SubhanAllah. So I try to be an advocate for special needs, Alhamdulillah, you know, in my journey with her. Also, Alhamdulillah, I was blessed to memorize the Quran when I was a little bit younger. So I also, uh, through that, you know, continue, inshallah, to learn, take different classes, tafsir classes, review classes, alhamdulillah. So I started a program called Quranic Ocean where I run constant, like, Quran classes. My main idea behind it is to get others to come raw and open to the quran like full of heart where the quran is not just like words we recite but actually words to heal from and to be revived by that where we can really you know come as we are to the quran right in our journey to allah Subhanahu wa Taala, as you said so that is you know inshallah what i hope to do through quranic ocean to just help people approach the quran you know with more heart inshallah
0: That was such a beautiful introduction. Honestly, your work is incredible. And I absolutely love your lives. If anyone were to visit your page, I highly suggest visiting the lives that you have saved, the Instagram lives, because I learned so much. And honestly, like a good chunk of this conversation is from those lives. And I felt like we really needed to kind of like revisit these topics that you've discussed. I kind of want to start out from the very beginning in the question of why does Allah test us when our life path has already been decreed? What is the true purpose of our hardships? You know, some of of us may know this on a surface level, but why are we tested the way that we're tested? I kind of also want to get into the idea of like, how much can we bear from our hardships? Because I know some people feel like they're drowning in their hardships. Like there's only so much I can bear and I know Allah only gives me what I can bear, but these hardships are just consuming me and I don't know how to overcome what it is that I'm going through. So how much of it can we handle versus how much of it do we let Allah handle for us? And how do we know the difference?
1: SubhanAllah, this is such a a powerful topic and it's personal to me especially because I was just, you know, I think I just had this conversation with you. My my daughter who has special needs, her immunity is fragile. So sometimes, you know, a cold will send her to the hospital. And that's exactly what happened last week, actually. She had a cold and she had to go to the hospital. So subhanAllah, I had to spend you know, three days with her. And it's hard as a single mom to just replan my whole life, you know, just in a second. Things change with her health, subhanAllah. What happened was when I came home after, alhamdulillah, it was only three days, you know, it could have been a lot longer. But that question, I think, with our hardships keeps popping up as our life continues, because we never know when the hardship is going to come and how we're going to react to it. And we're not really in touch with our thresholds until that hardship comes sometimes. So I'll, I'll share personally like, I felt when I came back home that I was like, that's it. I can't handle anything <laughs> yes. else right now. Like, it was, you know, subhanAllah. And I think in in that moment, what I remind myself of is the beginning of Surah Al Muluk, where Allah says, ayyukum amala. All the Ibtila or all the hardship is bringing us to a potential that Allah sees in us, that we have yet to tap into. And I, I, I continually try to remind myself of that because Allah sees my potential. I don't. I just see the drowning. Like, I just see what I'm feeling. But Allah sees so much beyond that. Like, Allah knows our potentials more than our own limited selves, right? Like, we're very limited. Like, all I see is I feel the pain. Like, I feel the hardship. And Allah's like, I see so much more. Like, I want you to turn the page, you know, like, I want you to, 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 get to, to move. So I, I always have to, you know, remind myself of who is is Allah and who am I and in those moments you know if you're like me I always try to make sense of things why is this happening why in this way why at this time like you know my senses are always like trying to figure this out like a put the puzzle piece together like like <laughs> what what is it like what is it right now that I need and wh- while I was sitting thinking about this the other day I was like who gave me my senses? Allah gave us our senses. And me with my limited senses that can only function through Allah are trying to understand fully who Allah is and why he's doing that. So to me, I'm like, I'm literally leaving myself in a place where it's beyond us, you know, like I'm trying to make sense of the one who gave me my senses with my limited senses that can't function without him. So I think at one point, we really have to just Fall powerless to knowing him, to knowing who he is and knowing his divine planning and what he's, you know, pulling me towards. There's a really powerful ayah in Surah Al-Anbiya where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Do people not see that the entire universe, the heavens and earth used to be one? And then Allah split them. And through that splitting, all life came to life. And the water that was produced, you know, produced life essentially. Right. And I always think, subhanallah like who would think that through such a, a split, a, a universal split, that life was produced. And I feel like that is what happens when we feel like we're being split. All we see is the splitting. All we feel is the splitting. And Allah is like, you're going to find your own life through this. You just don't know it yet. You don't see it yet. And there's so many ayat in the Quran that speak to that. Like think of when the sun, right? The day breaks, right? The same. It's a split almost, right? When a woman gives birth, it's literally a split. But what comes through that? A new life. When a seed cracks, it splits, right? So the seed essentially breaks. But through the breaking comes a variety of plants and flowers and and life essentially, right? And we're the same way that... Allah sees the production of the splitting, you know, and we have to trust him through the process. And, and this is where coming to Allah is, is really, really helpful. Right. Like one of your questions was, you know, what do we do when we feel that? Right. Like what what can we do like in my, in my capacity? Like, yeah, Allah, like you said, some people say and feel I'm done like I can't continue. And subhanAllah, your acknowledgement, knowing that you're done is a dua, where Prophet Nuh <laughs> says in Surah Al-Qamar, Ya Allah, I'm overwhelmed, so take over. Like, I'm done, take over. And that was a dua. Like, I always pause on that because subhanAllah, like, you know, you would look at those words if if, if the word didn't say, Fad'a rabbahu, like if it didn't say, and he, you know, made dua and he asked Allah this, I would think that it was just words that he said I'm overwhelmed because we say that all the time I'm overwhelmed I'm beyond my capacity (laughs) you know I'm done but the fact that he turned his words that we say often into a dua like he came to Allah as he is knowing who Allah is we don't come to Allah knowing who we are alone we come to Allah acknowledging who we are but more importantly acknowledging who he is and how he can remove that in a split second and how he sees our pain you know how he knows our capacities more than we know it you know ourselves so what we can use those moments of you know the raw feelings we feel and we say ya Allah I feel like I've reached my threshold. Ya Allah, I feel like I cannot go on. Ya Allah, I feel overwhelmed. So show me how I can continue. You know, just show me, Ya Allah. And and that is a dua. And I think we need to take advantage of the emotions that we're feeling at the moment, you know, and to bring them to Allah, because that is a dua, you know, dua al-hal. I don't know if you've heard of this word. It's called dua al-hal, the dua of your situation. Whatever situation you feel, give that feeling to Allah. Like pour it to Allah. That is a dua. And that is a... Dua, you see, prophets making all the time, like Prophet Ayyub. I'm afflicted and I see your mercy. All he said was, Ya Allah, like this is my situation, right? And Prophet Nuh, where you know, in the verse I just shared, this is my situation. Prophet Yaqub when he says My grief Allah sees it Allah sees my grief Those are all opportunities So what we see through all these stories Is that our emotions And when we're in touch with ourselves Like those are opportunities to uh, Ask Allah for the Faraj Like for the opening And even you know one of the most beautiful verses of this is Maryam Like you know Maryam where she was like She says I wish I had died before this And I wish I was long forgotten. How many of us would feel such a feeling but not dare speak it to a person, especially not dare let Allah hear it. But she knows Allah is a safe space. Like Allah is our ultimate safe space. So she brings those heavy feelings to Allah. (sighs) Yeah.
0: (sighs) Serious. I don't know if you've seen me how many times I got emotional. <laughs> I think that's why you brought up the, like emotions right now, but <laughs> I just got so emo like so I did not I try to be professional. I try not to tear up during during <laughs> yeah. conversations, but Wow, your words like wallah, well, your words just pierced right through my heart, subhanAllah. I often say like our prayer mat is our safe space, but you don't even need to be on the prayer mat to even speak to Allah to feel like you're in a safe space. You can be anywhere. Look, Allah is everywhere for you to even mention that. You know, a lot of us are going through a lot, and I don't want my voice to crack, but a lot of us are facing so much in life and I always say, look, most, and everybody says that's not just me, but like Ramadan truly does come at the perfect time in our lives. It's not when we just need Allah the most. It's just when we're reminded of how merciful, how forgiving Allah is. And it's just a moment to truly, truly just really deeply connect with Him. I think a lot of times we're just like passing this dunya day by day and, and our souls just are yearning to just have that connection with Allah. And I think that's why sometimes we're just in so much turmoil because our, our soul is always, always just yearning for that connection with Allah. I think a lot of times it's difficult to say this, but it's like, you never want to give up. And I know there are people that give up and they feel like help isn't near and, and they feel like, how do I know that Allah's help is near? What do we say to those people that are dealing with it? Like, how do you know? I, I think you just brought, briefly touched on it, but like, how do you know in, in, difficult times such as this, that like Allah's help is truly near. And something that I personally have been working on is just having an active relationship with Allah in times of ease. Even in moments where I'm just, everything is going smoothly, alhamdulillah. I mean, those moments are rare these days, but they do yeah. come about. You know, Allah does give us ease between our hardships, between our days. He does thread them between everything that, you know, we go through. I, I try to also like, yes, like I said, make myself known in moments of ease in my life because I, I, I forgot where I read this once but it's like allowing the angels to know your name in the heavens because of how often you speak to Allah. When I heard that, that's it. Like, i'll journal i'll do the writing but i will also like talk with allah every single day like that to me completely just transformed the way i speak to allah every single day but it's like how can we be more active for those who are maybe are not used to that but just like speaking to allah more often but then also knowing like really with deep certainty that like allah's help is truly near that you will overcome this hardship it was written for you but also allah wrote alongside your hardships that you will always overcome 100 percent of your hardships i I just want to get into that maybe if you have any advice or, or any any insight in regards to Allah's help being near
1: i i feel like subhanallah so in all the stories that we were just mentioning of those who like felt you can say they're essentially their brokenness or or their need for Allah right is what our our brokenness is us needing Allah like us recognizing our lacking And needing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cover the lacking. I think what's interesting is that like because we as humans don't like to feel the lacking. Like because you just start that, it makes you question yourself. Like why me? What is it that I did wrong? Was it this past and then you start thinking of your, all your wrongs that you've done and you're like this is the reason I'm here yes. so so I think essentially the, when we see the lacking instantly you remember Allah's enoughness right and who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is and that is why I always think like why do we have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names because Allah could have told us I'm Allah you know I created you period like just know that but in, instead like we have names that we can hold on to in our moments like when I feel like I'm in so much pain and I can't see beyond that like Allah is al-shafi Allah is al-kafi Allah Allah is enough. Allah is the healer, right? When I feel like I'm lacking mercy, Allah is Rahim, the most compassionate, the most merciful. When I can't forgive myself, Allah is the forgiver, right? So Allah's names are there for us to pick us up, essentially, because Allah didn't need to give us His names, but we need them, <laughs> like we need them, like and we have to hold on to them in those moments where you're, you're feeling that. I'm about to give up and I don't know how to go on. Those moments when you channel what you're feeling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, anytime you approach Allah, Allah will answer you, right? And sometimes I even do this and I'm like, Yeah, Allah, this is what I'm feeling. Like, just show me. Like, just be there for me. Like, And sometimes like when we are, like taqwa is when you're in touch with your creator, right? You're being mindful of Allah. When you are sure Allah is with you, you're going to find him. And sometimes it's not that, it's our perception that's lacking. It's sometimes we don't see it because we don't see Allah. But the minute we put Allah in the picture, We'll see the relief, like, and we'll start seeing, like you said, like the threads, like the, the things that are helping us, right? And sometimes, like, it could be a moment of you pouring it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a friend called. Because you're in touch with Allah, like, you know, oh my gosh, Allah sent me this person at this time. Something else could happen. You're like, Allah sent me the faraj. Like, you're open to the openings that Allah will send you. And because you're in touch with him, you see them more. And the same subhanAllah is with shukr. And I, I, I want to talk about shukr because I think gratitude in moments of hardship is such a relief. I always think, subhanAllah, you know, have you ever met somebody who literally you feel like they're carrying a boulder on their shoulder? Like just think of somebody who's just tested and tested and tested and tested. And when you talk to them and they say, Alhamdulillah for this. And I'm like, how are you saying Alhamdulillah? Like, do you see what I see? You know, yeah. and I think it's such a mercy that Allah even gives us the ability for shukr, like for gratitude in the moment of hardship. Like, and that is the fact that yusr comes with asr, like in the ma'al asr yusra, barely with hardships going to come ease because you're going to be able to see pockets, even if it's pockets. But those pockets are everything in those moments. right? Like those are going to be like what you hold on to through Allah, through knowing Allah. And that's why I feel like sometimes you have to force yourself. For me personally, I'll say this. I have to force myself to see what I'm grateful for. Because when the hardship comes at me, sometimes my body and and my mind just wants to only see that. And it strips everything good away from me. It's like, nope, this doesn't exist. So I have to literally like, sometimes just take down my (laughs) journal. And I'm like, yeah, Allah, like my fingers can move right now. Like my mind can think of you right now. My heart is beating beyond my own capacity right now. Like just take it back to the basics which are so essential that we forget in the moment. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. Honestly, we forget like we're just even breathing. Just like even we breathe without even thinking about
1: breathing, subhanAllah. Yeah, exactly, subhanAllah. So I think shukur is such a, a powerful tool of fulfillment because we expect the fulfillment is going to come from the hardship leaving us. Whereas actually fulfillment is not attached to the physical. We're going to get fulfillment through our seeking Allah subhanahu wa Taala in whatever comes in our life. And sometimes what brings us to finding that relief eternally is us forcing ourselves to see what Allah has already given us, that's right in front of us, that we're missing completely. Allah says, that if you're grateful, I'll increase you. And subhanAllah, as a kid, I always thought, you know, you think in quantity, like, like you know, like your mom's like, hey, if you give this one candy to your brother, Allah's going to give you 10 back, yes. right? Like you're like, oh my gosh, one for 10. Okay, perfect. But subhanAllah, it's like, it's beyond that. It's beyond the quantity. Like Allah Taala, once you are grateful for something that you already have Allah will fulfill you in what you already have you start seeing more of what you have just by you you being grateful of of one thing right you're like ya Allah this friend only could not have come without you and I'm grateful for that friend and that friend could have been with you your whole life but for a moment you're like wow that friend would be non-existent without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is a moment of shukr and that will really change your mindset to start seeing more of what you have that you weren't seeing before because you were failing to see the giver. When we see the giver in our blessings, it opens a door of fulfillment like nothing else. Like we start seeing more of what we have. And that is what the verse is pulling us to, right? That shukur is going to lead us to feeling more fulfilled, subhanAllah.
0: SubhanAllah. And like the way you were talking about seeing the giver, I want to talk about seeing the forgiver. Like how do we see Allah in that capacity? And something that you mentioned before in one of your lives that really, really touched me deeply was how, like you said, how can we use our imperfections to connect with Allah? You said it in a different way. You said we bring our imperfections to his perfection. And that hit me. I was like, wow, like I never thought of it that way. Recently, I made a video like, and I, I felt compelled to share it on social media. It was in that moment that I was going through a lot. And I, I don't know, I, I I remember somebody telling me like when you make dua first seek Allah's forgiveness you're supposed to seek Allah's forgiveness repent to him and then you know make your dua it's just a way to approach Allah and I thought about it a little bit deeper I was like wow subhanAllah like in a way like here we are seeking Allah's guidance but he's also reminding us that like no matter who you are in whatever capacity you are you come as you are and I will still answer your dua like he's telling us basically like I am the only being you know sometimes you can do wrong by people and they will remember and they will hold a grudge and they might not forgive you right away but Allah's showing you like I know everything about you, every little intricate detail of your life, things you've probably done behind closed doors that nobody knows about, things that I put a veil over, hardships that you faced, and everything that you've took for granted, but I still know who you are. You could still come to me as you are and I will still answer your dua. SubhanAllah. Like It was such a simple thought, but I think sometimes we overcomplicate our relationship with Allah and we overcomplicate our relationship with our faith that we forget, like, like you said, going back to the basics. This is our creator and he's accepting us as we are and he's still going to answer our duas. Like what more can I ask for? Of course, I have a lot, a long list of dua, but at the moment, like, wow, what more can I ask for that? This is my creator. But can we delve a little bit more into like bringing our imperfections to his perfection? Because I think this is something, Sammy, like I, when I asked, like, if anybody has questions for this episode, it was like a majority of this, like I sin so much. I don't think I'm good enough to come to Allah as I am. How do you do that?
1: yeah subhanallah i think it's such an important topic and i think what really really at least i'll speak for me what really affects us i think growing up is that we are never surrounded because we're people we're never surrounded with people who show us that because at the end of the day only allah is like that right so think of a child growing up their entire lives everybody around you is expected perfection out of you you did a hundred things right you did one thing wrong oh i'm gonna nail you on that one thing you did wrong yes. subhanallah and this is one more reason i love these ayat in the quran where allah says over and over again i see you at your best so many verses in the quran allah subhanahu wa taala says that allah will reward you to the best of what you've done and i always sit with those i'm like what wait hold on am i hearing right because my <laughs> whole life you know not, not, not to speak badly of the way i was raised but a lot of times it's like you're just you know like literally put under for the things you've you were trying to do right but you didn't do it perfectly enough. So you're cut off. Right. So like,
0: I've, I've shared this before on the podcast, I mean, like when I used to get B's in school, my dad would be like, but it could have been an A. He's like, the B stands <laughs> yeah. for, but it could have been an A. So it's like, yes, yeah, so we all were raised the same way. Trust me. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, so subhanAllah, when, when I started seeing memorization of the Quran in these verses, I held on to them like nothing else. And I'm like, subhanAllah, there's, there's no one like Allah, like Allah's our, our creator. And one particular verse is in Surah to Zumar. And right after Allah says, I see you at your best. And it's it's like I sat with that. I'm like, wait, hold on. What does Allah say right away next? Alaysa Allah and abda. It's a question. Is Allah not enough for his servant? And I'm like, yeah, Allah. And this is exactly where I'm like, it's not that we need to be enough. It's that we need to feel enough in Allah's enoughness, right? Like Allah, you're enough for me. The fact that you see me trying to come to you, that is enough for me. It's not that I need to come to you in the way I need to come to you. It's just that I come to you and that is enough, right? Because your enoughness is enough for me. The way we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to help us relieve ourselves from ourselves. That is why the dua of Prophet Muhammad says, Ya Allah, do not leave me to myself for a blink of an eye. Because I'm ready to, to push myself down. Right? Yes. I'm ready. Like, I'm ready. Who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In that same dua, we're asking Allah through His mercy, through His rahmah. Right. That covers us. That holds us afloat. Right. It's Allah's Rahmah that carries the birds, you know, so easily in the air. And Allah's like, I want to carry you like that. So you don't have to carry your past. And that's what we want to do. Uh, I'll share with you one time. And I was listening to Surah Al-Shura and one of the ayat ended, Allah Knows of everything on the inside. And for me, I was just like, oh my gosh, Allah knows my inside. And we're conditioned to fear, unfortunately. But this can change, inshallah, right? The more we know Allah. So I heard he knows everything on the inside. And then the the next ayah, the ayah after that ended with, وَيَعْلَمُ مَا تَفَعَلُونَ And he knows everything you're doing. Actions, physical. And I'm like, there's no way around this. Allah knows my inside. Allah knows my outside. And I sat with these two verses back to back. And I'm like, what does Allah say between them? As humans, as uh, you know, a creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what would our creator want to tell us from the fact that he's saying, I know you on the inside, I know you on the outside. What is Allah saying in the middle? He's saying, He is the one who accepts the repentance of his servant and he wipes away and washes all sins. And I just sat with that. I'm like, this is what Allah wants us to know from Him knowing us completely. Allah's like, I know you so well and I want to cover you just as much. I know you so well and because I know you, I want to bring you closer to me. This is who Allah is. This is who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And we have verses of that. And this is just one. Look, it, it hits you how loving your creator is. Like
0: sometimes it's just, it really takes your breath away. Like honestly, I felt like right now, of well, my breath was taken away. Like the way, Samia, mashallah, like the way you break down each surah verse by verse, and you also just like read between the lines and you share with us. Like, this is why I love the content that you share. This is why I love your work. Because subhanAllah, like how Allah uses his creations to bring us closer to him. And you're like, you're one of those. Like you're one of those people that truly, I swear to you, you have impacted my life and more ways than i can count and i know a lot of people share the same sentiment but i just felt like that's something that we don't realize that we overlook when we are reading the quran it's like those little moments those little love notes that Allah leaves us in the quran subhanallah
1: absolutely love letters i feel like my hope is that the future generation will grow up knowing who allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is right because i think like i said you know comparing how we grow up you know, and how a lot of us still grow up, right? Like where, where people expect perfection out of us. We don't put that on Allah. Like a lot of times, like we project our the way we feel of you know on others to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is how my parents see me so this must be how Allah sees me but that's not the reality and and I'll just give you an example of how I saw the switch in 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 just one year subhanallah with my students so I was a youth coordinator a few years ago at my masjid and my whole point to them was like I want you to know Allah's mercy like every every Sunday when we'd meet, like that was my like uh, intention. I just want them to know Allah's mercy. So sometimes, you know, we'd just do one verse. We'd talk about one verse, like like the one I shared with you, and then we'd just go play volleyball or go play basketball or something, right? Like it was, you know, a fun time. But I remember by the end of the year, I gave them the verse I just shared with you, the one where Allah knows you on the inside and Allah knows you on the outside, and and all I did was give them those two end of the verses. So I told them, look, Allah knows us on the inside. Allah knows us on the outside. You know, knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this year, you have studied a lot of the Quran with me, alhamdulillah, this year. I want you as a group, there was like 20 girls. I want you as a group To try to figure out what's in the middle of the verse, just based on your approach of the Quran this year. So Subhanallah was so beautiful. They sat there and were, were trying to figure this out. And after going back and forth with each other, they broke it down to two concepts. And what's beautiful is that the two concepts that they broke it down to, they were tied. There were like 10 girls who said this, 10 girls who said this. One of them was repentance and one of them was a removal of sins. And the verse says both. I sat there and I was like crying because I was like, you got it. Like you got it. That's amazing. That blew them away because I'm like, you see what happens when you know who Allah is. You see what happens. It literally reframes everything, right? And, and you start knowing Allah more than you know yourself, which is what we need. That's exactly what we need. I have to know who Allah is, be anchored in him rather than being anchored in myself. Because if if I'm anchored in myself, I'm going to push myself lower and lower. But if I know Allah, I'm going to lift, be lifted.
0: You mentioned earlier about knowing the 99 names of Allah and last Ramadan I did that and it really completely like like I had a really good relationship with Allah but like it really transformed and I keep saying like it allowed me to reimagine my relationship with Allah. Like I feel like that's the theme of my life now is just reimagining my relationship with Allah but because of knowing him, knowing him through his name subhanAllah like that's what truly helped me because like you're, you're right like we're taught to imagine Allah in a certain way like Allah we put him in a box of so this you know to fear him this is a being that you have to be perfect you can't Come to him as you are. You're you're sinful. That's it. You're done for. Like, it's almost like you can't be Muslim and can't make sense. Like those are mutually exclusive. It was very difficult as young people growing up with those notions. So to see, you know, today's youth being taught the true essence, the true essence of our faith, subhanAllah, I think is so, so beautiful. I was listening to Yasmeen Mujahid's uh, lecture. There was one lecture, sh- and I think it's been going around recently about like how self-hate is from the shaitan. And I thought about it a little bit more. And I was like, you know, like the shaitan knows when to attack you and he attacks you when you have something very valuable inside of you. And sometimes what's that valuable thing that's inside of you is just your intention of wanting to connect with Allah. Just wanting to have the intention to reconnect with Allah, to have a better relationship with Allah. The shaitan comes to you at that moment. I had somebody ask a question, like submit a question for this episode. What do we do about the sins that have really hardened our hearts? I believe you answered it, like with everything that you just said now, but I guess like how can we soften our hearts? How can we be a little bit more open into accepting, you know, Allah's ease and Allah's blessings and Allah's guidance. We're going to get into it in a little bit, but like the whole notion of like seeking his guidance versus actually truly accepting it and receiving it. But what do we say to those yeah, that feel like their hearts have been hardened? And I think sometimes that also their hardships play a role. So not only are they sinning, but sometimes they're also hit with so many hardships that they they do feel like they're giving up. They do feel like their heart is just not willing to open up and to, to
1: come to Allah as, as they are. I think I'm going to take ties back back to one of your questions about forgiveness how talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starting with forgiveness is essential right when you're when you're putting Allah in du'a there's um, a few verses that I really love in surah tud where Prophets are coming to their people and they're telling them rabbakum, like ask Allah for forgiveness. But what comes after is beautiful. Uh, one of the prophets says uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will strengthen you. Like Allah will increase you in your strength. Another prophet says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will wrap you in his loving mercy. Because Allah is Al-Wadud and he mentions that name Al-Wadud. And to me, if you think of what is being said here, you're coming to Allah and istighfar, and forgiveness coming with your baggage you're coming with all that baggage that you're coming with right and what is Allah telling you it's not just I'm forgiving you I'm adding strength to your strength at that moment when we're coming to Allah with faith like, holding what we have in the past if you're literally bringing your past to Allah the past that you don't even want to look at you feel so weak like that's like your weakest point it's like I'm carrying this bulldozer, right? Like I'm carrying this literally. And I, I can't keep going. I'm like at my weakest right now. But you're coming to Allah with that, seeking his forgiveness. Allah is strengthening you, you know, through that. Allah is giving you strength through your coming with that weakness. And to me, and I'm like, that is just a testament that Allah wants to lift you from the baggage that, that you're carrying. And then also, not just that, Allah wants to wrap you in his mercy and his love. Like, you know, a lot of times with people, I can forgive you, but that doesn't mean I'm going to love you. You know, I can forgive you. And that doesn't even mean I'm going to have a relationship with you. Like, I I can forgive you and just go separate ways. Don't talk to me again, but I forgive you. Allah is saying, I forgive you and I want to bring you closer. I want to love you. And only Allah can do that. Not even a parent can do that. Trust me. When we expose ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah loves us more because we feel safe in His hands. And that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us over and over again. So much so that, think of the first dua we have in the Qur'an, like, you know, in history, right? What is the first dua we have? It's a dua of Tawbah, of, you know, Prophet Adam and Hawa. Rabbana zhalamna anfusana. Ya Allah, we wronged ourselves. And if you don't forgive us and have mercy on us, then, then we cannot carry on. So if that is not a testament of who we are, right, that we can approach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through that, it's a door, right? When we see our past, it's actually a door to access Allah's love, but all we see in our eyes, it's like the door is shut. The door is shut because all I see is my past. But Allah is like, no, no, no. Use that door as an access to his love, to his strength, to his openings for you. Uh, the analogy I, all, I often use is that when we ac- start acknowledging our past and start wanting to change, it's like we're carrying this book bag of rocks. Like imagine you, you're just carrying a book bag of rocks and the rocks are your past. What we feel like we have to do is carry that book bag everywhere we go. Even if we're changing, like you're in a halaqah, you're, you're there, you're in the mission. You're there, like you're, yes. wherever you are. You're just taking it with you wherever yes. you are. You're reading the Quran. Oh, it's there. You know, it's there everywhere. And what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wants us to do is that. You don't have to carry that book back. A verse that helps me is, I think I just shared it recently, but that Allah accepts the repentance from his servant, but the word here is and not min. So for instance, like let's say you have something and I'm gonna take it min you. I'm gonna take it from you. Like it literally transferred from me to you. But when you say like in Arabic, how does that change? I'm lifting it from you. I'm lifting the burden off of you. So Dunya, if I see you lifting a bunch of groceries, right, and and then you need help, I'm going to say, let me take this right? I'm going to say, let me take this on behalf of you almost, like lift it off of you because I don't want you to struggle. And that is what Allah tells us. I don't want you to struggle. Let me take that off of you. Don't keep carrying the book back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Put it down. (laughs) Put it down. Exactly. Put it down because it's not that we have to bring our past to Allah, but it's we're acknowledging who Allah is. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again, his enoughness is enough to remove that, right? And sometimes I feel like it's like almost like a catalyst. You're knowing who you are in your past it's a it's an opportunity to change for the better but the key point is to continue seeing who Allah is or else it will not be an opportunity for change anymore, right? You'll stop right there and then you'll drown. And and it happens with all of us. I remember when I wanted to do Quranic Ocean even and I'll share something personal, like all I could see was, oh my gosh, like, why should I be teaching Quran? Like, who am I? Like, Allah, do you know who I am? Like that. And I remember I called my Quran teacher and I'm like, I'm deleting my page. Like, I, I'm not continuing this. I can't. And I told her, I can't even hold the Quran anymore. Like, all I'm seeing is, is the past Samia, right? And she was just like, do you know who Allah is? Allah brings you closer, Allah gives you access to the Quran because of all of your past. And I just sat with that and I said, how? She said, Allah loves us because of who we are. Whenever we come to him as we are. And she said like that what you were saying earlier, that is shaitan. She would just like put that book bag down, put it down, continue with the Quran harder. Hold on to the Quran more because of your past. Like Allah is giving us the perfect ingredients knowing who we are. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not expecting us to be something we cannot be. Like a lot of humans around us want us to be actually. <laughs> but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sets us up for success.
0: I I love that you said that. Again, it's something that you said earlier in the episode, how we look at people and we see, like, we assume that Allah will treat us the way people treat us. And I think when you had that almost self-sabotaging moment where you felt like you're not good enough to teach Quran, I think we fear what people think of us. And we say, yeah, who are we out of all these people to do X, Y, and Z? And then we start seeing like Allah in that same capacity, like, yeah, Allah, I'm not good enough to do this. Why am I doing this? I'm kidding myself. I think sometimes I struggle and I know a lot of women struggle, like I've always been vocal. About, like, inshallah, one day, like, I really hope, like, if anybody can make dua for me, but I really want to wear the hijab one day, inshallah. I I'll get emotional about it talking about it because I just feel like inshallah, inshallah. Yorab, I'll get near to it. May Allah, Allah it.
1: guide you to it at, at the right time at the perfect time for you, inshallah.
0: Yorab. Inshallah, yorab. and I think sometimes I struggle because it's like that's a struggle in itself, like wanting to put it on, and I want to put it on because I truly do believe in it. But the other struggle is like, who am I that doesn't wear the hijab and I'm talking about faith the way I talk about faith? And then I'm like, I, I need to stop doing that because there's so many women that, that are able. Able to see themselves in me because they feel like they lead maybe a similar life to mine. And like, look at her. She still talks to Allah. She still talks about Allah. And I should be able to do that. And sometimes like, yeah, I fear people putting me in a box where like, if the more I speak about Allah, the more perfect I have to be. But I, I'm not, you know, I think I just don't want us to be so fearful and so paralyzed by that fear that we don't connect to Allah, that we don't talk about Allah, that, you know, I, I enjoy conversations. And I, this is why I'm really close to my friends. We have discussions about God. Like we don't just talk about, well, Whatever, you know, it, I think it's so important that we find a group of friends that we can have these discussions, that can, we can be reminded of Allah, because the more we talk about Allah, the more we connect with Allah, the more that, yes, we feel more comfortable coming as we are. To do that, we have to really like speak about Allah to hold these conversations. And I really just admire you for doing this, Samia. On the topic of like forgiveness, like, how do we know we've been forgiven? Because you said, put the bag down. And yeah, we, we do. We carry a lot on our backs. And I think we, in a way, want to punish ourselves for the things that we've done. We kind of like don't want to leave no room for Allah to punish us. We're like, oh no, we got yeah. this. We'll punish ourselves like tremendously. But how do we know that we've been forgiven? And how can we be in a state of where we can receive Allah's forgiveness? There are some of us that can overcome that hump. We can seek Allah's forgiveness, but how do we receive it? But then also, how do we know that we've been forgiven for something.
1: Yeah, I I feel like it's a constant. It's not like a one time thing. I think our life will speak to that forgiveness. So it's where is your life going? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is enabling you to be in places that remember Him, that is Allah loving you more, right? And bring you to Him closer, right? And that is Allah wrapping you in His forgiveness. If Allah is guiding you to friends, like you said, who speak about Him, that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also pulling you closer. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is enabling you to even think about Him, and to think, am I forgiven? That is also Allah pulling you closer. So it's really how are we living our lives in taqwa. I personally dislike it when people translate it to fear. Because taqwa is a wiqaya, it's a protection. Taqwa is remembering Allah in all the pockets of your life, in all moments of your life that way, where you're really trying your best and you have him in mind. And you're remembering all his names in those moments. Uh, one of the verses I'll share with you is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That the best covering you can ever wear is not a physical layer. It's your taqwa. Like you can carry your taqwa literally wherever you go. Your consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is enabling you to be conscious of him, that is a gift from him, right? And that is a relief that Allah is helping me go- get closer to him. And Allah helps, gives us people. And to me, this is how, you know, you mentioned friends. This is a way that I always try to see who who Allah is pulling me towards. If Allah is pulling you to his people... And that is one of the best gifts you can have, right? And that is one of the most, the best covering you can have, like Allah says, is your taqwa of him. So if Allah is pulling you to somebody who is covering you better, is that not a gift from him? Is that not Allah saying, hey, I want to cover you more too, right? I want to lift you closer too. And speaking of hijab, because, you know, uh, February 1st just passed by and, you know, a lot of people were celebrating where hijab day, you know, I, I, I talked to the youth here and I was telling them, you know, I want you to stop for a second and not just think of, The physical hijab. Because like you said, there's so many things that we can do to add layers of taqwa. It could be wearing hijab, but it could be a hundred other things that a lot of people who don't wear hijab are actually doing. So it's not contingent on a physical layer, but on an internal layer. And that is taqwa. And sometimes it could be a group of women, whether they wear hijab or not, but they are in a circle, adding the best type of clothing for each other which is not a physical layer. It's an internal layer. And we can all be adding layers of taqwa for each other. You know, like if you love someone and you see them shivering outside in the cold, what are you going to do? You're going to go and give them the jacket. And I was telling this to my the girls in my class the other day. I was like, imagine somebody randomly just giving you like What, like this Gucci jacket or Louis Vuitton? You're like, oh my gosh, you're going to give me that jacket? Like just like that? And to add a layer of taqwa for you is better than any physical jacket I can ever put on you. If I'm pulling you closer to your creator in any capacity, if you're pulling me closer to my creator in any capacity, that is the best layer we'll ever put on each other. So if Allah is giving you access to people who are doing that, you're in safe hands. Continually seek those people who are going to add layers of taqwa for you the best layer you can ever wear right? and as long as we're continually seeking that and Allah's allowing us to be in those circles that should be you know your greatest comfort and I'll share with you a verse in surah al-hadid where Allah says about those hearts who've hardened and Allah says do not be like those whose hearts hardened but the way he approaches it is "Elam ya'ni has the time not come you know when living in your past for so long and you just you want to get out but you feel like a weight and Allah is saying is it now time isn't it now time SubhanAllah, that the verse that comes after this, when Allah says, don't let your heart get hard. But how? What if I'm already there? Like you could be sitting with this verse and you're like, Ya Allah, I'm there already. Like what now? What now? Because my heart is hard. The next verse Allah says, No. know. I love that word, I'lamu, know this. Like be so sure in this. In what? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will revive the dead land after its death. He will revive it to life again. Like that is not a coincidence that this verse comes after <laughs> the other one. Like Allah like, look, this land is dead. Literally, you feel like you have a dead heart. This land is literally dead. I'm reviving it. You think I can't revive you? And these are all moments and opportunities for us to realize what Allah is showing us through the life around us. All of the creation is a tool for Allah to show us how much he loves us. Allah Subhanahu says, the sun is for you. The moon is for you. This is for the, the land is for you. The crops are everything is for you. And the fact that we have seasons, you know, like right now it's springtime, you know, where I am. And subhanAllah, like a tree that was in front of my yard that looked completely dead just like two months ago is now blooming and blossoming so beautifully. I'm like, how? Well, that exists to show you how much Allah wants you to blossom towards him. No matter your past, no matter how dead you felt, Allah can pull you to more than blossoming, like this tree is. And those those moments that we get to see that, that's an opportunity to know that, hey, I can be that blossoming, you know, creation too.
0: It's been a lot. Honestly, your words are like poetry, Sania. Like I'm just like <laughs> nodding
1: my head. I'm like, please keep
0: going. But I know, like, we've almost had an hour right now. But I was just, oh God, everything that you said, it was just so so beautiful. And I was thinking earlier how like I was listening to our lecture. And the lecture was talking about hope and fear and how hope and fear are necessary when you want to connect with Allah. Because we don't want to downplay fear. Yes, like we should We should also have fear of Allah, but not in the way that we were taught when we were younger, <laughs> not the paralyzing fear. But the lecture was uh, basically saying how like hope and fear are necessary, but with hope, you attain more nearness to Allah. And that's why Allah loves you to have more hope than fear. So it's, yes, like you can balance hope and fear, but if you were to choose one or if Allah wanted you to choose one, it would be hope, Allah And I honestly think that's so beautiful. And earlier on, I, when we were talking about hardships and coming as we are and like what's the purpose of our hardships. And recently I feel like personally for me, the purpose of my hardships wasn't so I can attain another level of success in this dunya, but for me to attain nearness to Allah. And it's like, subhanAllah, like my conversations have just completely shifted the conversations that I have with Allah. And I I was, I was like, wow, like maybe like this is the reward. This is the re- Reward for what I went through. And what greater reward than just connecting on a deeper level to Allah? Like take everything, strip everything from me. But I would never want my connection to Allah to be stripped away. I I think I want to end this on just one last question. And I think it pertains to just like du'as. Like, when do you know to make dua for something or to just keep it in Allah's hands? And then, like on the flip side, if Allah took something from you, should you make dua to get it back? Or how should you go about framing that dua in regards to like maybe you have a question in your life and you and you don't know which route to? take or which path to take. And I think it kind of goes hand in hand with like what we just discussed, having certainty in Allah, really truly believing. Like when you make dua, believing that Allah is going to answer in whichever way. When you're seeking Allah's forgiveness, believing that Allah will forgive you. Like really, really believing with certainty that everything that you're seeking from Allah will be granted in the way that He wants to grant it, whatever way that Allah is willing to grant it. I guess that's like the way that I just want to look at or end this beautiful conversation on. It's just the power of dua and and how, how we can have certainty in Allah to answer our du'as and in what capacity?
1: Yeah, no, those, those are good questions. But before I go there for a second, I was going to tell you in terms of what you were saying about the hardships, just to connect it with what we were saying. I think, let's say, our goal in life in this dunya is to get here. Like, Ya Allah, I want to be this close to you in Jannah with Prophet Muhammad, with Maryam, Khadijah, right? and, and, and everybody. I want to be here, Ya Allah, right? And Allah knows the path that needs to take for us to get there. And what we see, because our perception is so finite, we see only the path that is written right now. And that is why if, if the path right now that is written is a hardship, it's a test that's coming to me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like why this? But again, we have to like zoom out for a second and realize whatever Allah is putting us in towards right in the moment is going to take us there. Whether it's ease, whether it's a vacation, whether it's you being not able to get on vacation, whether it's somebody being in your life or somebody being taken away. You know, from your life, all those are a pathway to exactly where you want to be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah wants you to be close to Him. right? So as long as you continue seeking Him in whatever physically comes your way, at the end of the day, you're going to get to where you want to be, inshallah. Right. So for me, it's like, and that is taqwa, that's like mindfulness, helping you zoom out to remember your destination right? Not where you're currently at right now. With that being said, in terms of dua, I think what's beautiful is that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps us make dua for something, because I always think of the mother of Musa, where she wants to protect her son for the sake of Allah. She wants to protect Musa the sake, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In that moment, let's say you are in this moment in a tough decision. What should you do? And you feel Allah opened a path for you. For her, what was the path? She was inspired to put him there, this baby, in a river, in a basket, right? That was her inspiration. She's like, okay, Allah, this is what I can do in my capacity. So when we are in that moment of, like I say, istikhara, we're asking Allah, what should we do? What path should we take? I want this Ya Allah in my life, but I don't know if it's good for me. And Allah guides you to this. If Allah guides you to that, that's what was meant to be at the moment. Now, where did the baby go in that moment? To Fir'aun, to the enemy. And in that moment, for us watching our du'as come to life, when we are not sure of who Allah is, in our weakness, sometimes we could be like, seriously? Like, to the enemy? Like, to the one I'm protecting him from? Like, why this? Why now? But who knew that the enemy was going to be the best protection for him in that moment? Allah did. And that is why, like, we have to release ourselves from the way our du'as are going to happen. Like, we don't attach ourselves to the way the outcome is going to happen. Like, we just trust Allah. You know, we have to trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here, this woman is scared. Any mom would be scared in that moment. But what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do? Something that He does for every single believer in this moment. رَبْطِ Qalb. Allah reassures her heart. Allah reassures her heart, as He says in Surah Al-Qasas. And to me, you feel that when you're in a moment of dua and you had to make a tough decision or you're about to, Allah will reassure your heart in the way that you want to see him, right? Like you're like, Allah, let me feel reassured here. Allah will reassure you. And I have a friend who always tells me, whenever you make istikhara and you have this gut feeling and you, don't, you can't ex- explain why you have this feeling, that is Allah talking to you. That's Allah talking to you. And I'll share this story with you, subhanAllah. I got approached by an organization that asked me to do something with them. Everything was going fine. But for some reason, Dunya, I cannot tell you why why. until now I don't know why. There was just a feeling in my heart. I'm just not feeling it. Like the contract was about to be done. Everything's about to be, I just, I don't feel right. And I told my friend this. Wallahi, I don't know. I just don't feel right. She said, You prayed in sikhara? I said, yes. She said, That's Allah talking to you. And I said, But but everything else makes sense. She says, No, your heart is important. And I really appreciated her for saying that because I was just like, I don't need a logical reason <laughs> for my heart <laughs> yes. to feel the way it's feeling. So I told them, I'm sorry, I, I'm just not comfortable. And it didn't work out. Wallahi dunya. three months later, I got an approached from someone who does the same thing. And it brought so many more openings. And it was the exact same thing that was going to be done for both organizations. And the fact that that came three months after, and I went back to my friend, I said, Wallahi Allahu Akbar, like, Allah is the greatest. Like, I cannot explain to you, like, I didn't know that this opportunity was going to come and it was going to be better, in a better way, in a better form, what would make my heart easy. But Allah knew it was coming. And that is why we have to surround ourselves like with, again, I talk about feelings a lot, you know, but like just... Ya yeah, Allah, let me feel. Like, yeah, Allah, help me feel. And taqwa, right? Your taqwa, you're wanting to know who Allah ta'ala is. He will help you feel, right? He'll help you feel what you need to feel. And Allah ta'ala will reassure you. And if Allah ta'ala is helping you make a dua for something and you're feeling good about it, it will come, inshallah, and not maybe in the way that you want it to come. And that is the thing. We don't attach ourselves to the way the dua is going to happen. We attach ourselves to Allah bringing it to life. And the way he knows that is best for us to happen. And, and that is something that I think we all have to continually learn. Because even if the thing that we want happened one time, and then we're making a, du- a dua, we forget. We, we constantly forget that Allah Subh'ana will choose the best form of our duas to be manifested. Thank you
0: for sharing that. I often think about how we even view closed doors, but the way you just explained everything's kind of like, I think we overlook Allah's protection. Like that gut feeling like, wow, like Allah communicating with you in that way, protecting you. Like how often is Allah protecting us on a daily basis? And we overlook that. We don't even know, you know, just even stopping at a red light and we're like huffing and puffing, like, oh, I have to get to (laughs) point B and I'm so late and this and that. Why a red light? Why me? You do not know what's ahead that Allah protected you from within seconds. Literally think about your day. Like we break it down second by second and we alhamdulillah that we get to like go to bed with and knowing our all of our family safe waking up and our family safe like how many things Allah has protected each of us from in that way you, you like you said like Allah's mercy Allah's forgiveness everything is so infinite and we're finite and that's why sometimes we can't comprehend we can't comprehend like the potential of like Allah's mercy and Allah's forgiveness and I think that's a gift in itself knowing that like you know this is why what I expect from myself but Allah has like even grander like much more beautiful plans for me. And then inshallah, they come into fruition. But right now they may look like closed doors and I'm grateful for those closed doors. I have to find a way to be grateful for those closed doors as much as I am for those open doors. I honestly want to thank you, Samia. I want to thank you for your time. I I honestly appreciate you for coming on here, but not just even coming on here, but like the daily work that you do. The work that you do is not easy. The way that you just like translate the Quran for us, the way you put it into videos, the way you just like make this so accessible. I honestly commend you. And I think this is your gift. Please don't ever (laughs) self-sabotage yourself or ever. try to doubt yourself like inshallah Allah always like plants that seed of just like reassurance in your mind and your heart knowing that this is your path because the way you allow us to connect to the Quran through you is just such a beautiful beautiful and just genuine way that honestly like nobody can copy just the way that you do it mashallah, is just so beautiful and I think nobody can copy that because all of us have our own unique way of connecting with Allah but I just absolutely love your way and I love all the work that you do and I would love for you to just maybe let us know how we can connect with you, what social media handles you have? I know you also have workshops and classes that people can sign up for, because I, I think just like the conversations that you hold is just are so so fruitful, and I think there's just so much benefit in that. But if you can just let us know how we can connect with you, if there are any other upcoming projects that we can look out for, but yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Alhamdulillah. And I loved how you summarized that. Like every closed door is a divine inter- intervention, and I think that like beautifully summarizes what we were talking about in terms of like just stay with Allah, like wherever you are. And that is why, like back to what we were saying, like stay with Allah subhanahu wa taala, like wherever you are. And when you stay with him, what comes at you is not going to be everything. I think like you were saying, like when you're in the hardship, sometimes like we think that is absolute. I mean, when you're here, this is absolute. The ease is not absolute and the hardship is not absolute. What is absolute is Allah. Allah is our constant. So whether we're in in a place of hardship right now, Allah can take us to ease. Right? Allah Subh'anaq will continually take us to exactly where we need to be in our lives to get to the end result that we want to see. Only he knows how we'll get there, right? So, but yeah, so my my website is quranicocean.podia.com. And I have pre-recorded classes there. And I do have a live class that I do every few months, inshallah. So for those who want to take previous classes, I have a few surahs already up. uh, And the way we do it is like the way me and you were talking about just one ayah. I like to go like verse by verse and just really bring like the raw meanings out of it, like in terms of like our heart. So it's more like where we're engaging our feelings with the verses is what we like, try to do right? like how did Prophet when we did Surah Yusuf like how did Prophet Yusuf feel in this moment right have we ever felt like that in that moment so it's it's an opportunity for us like you said to feel like the Quran is accessible to us in our lives and exactly what we're going through right Allah subhanahu will speak to us through his words so I have Surah Yusuf I have Surah Al-Qasas I have Surah Maryam they're all available and you can take them inshallah and sign up for them and you can definitely like you said give a class to somebody so whoever wants wants to, you know, if, if you want to just uh, give a class to somebody and get the edge of somebody studying the Qur'an, you can also do that, inshallah, just uh, DM me or message me, inshallah. I do have live classes continuing, inshallah. For those who want to take a class in Ramadan, for Ramadan, I have a class just for that called Heart Transformation, and it's only a, a one-hour class, and I share in that class all the verses that help you feel like the Qur'an is for your heart, and how you can approach the Quran in Ramadan, like with more feelings, like with more of who you are, like how can you come to the Quran as you are? That is what that class is about. So inshallah, for those who are interested in Ramadan to just get a a closer connection with the Quran, I highly encourage the heart transformation class inshallah.
0: Thank you so much. And I'm obviously going to add all these in the episode notes of the episode. So if people scroll down while they're listening to this, they could see all the links and, and the link to your website. You're also on Instagram. It's Quranic uh, underscore ocean. So I'll also link that because like I said, I absolutely love your content. I honestly join these classes. This is a great way. This is like an interactive way of like connecting. I know we can watch lectures all day long, but this is just an incredible way to really learn the Quran. I really want to thank you for your time, Samia. This was such an incredible conversation. Inshallah, Ya Allah rewards you for everything that you've just taught us today for even just holding the space for us to even have this discussion and inshallah we can have you again on the podcast i would love to have you again there's just i feel like so much more to discuss with you and it would be an honor to have you as a guest inshallah one day soon
1: thank you so much i'd love to come on again inshallah thank you so much dunya thank you Samia.